Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee's Erotic Library. On this podcast, I'm inviting you into my personal library to experience my favorite erotica. All of the volumes that I will read from are on my shelves. Each week, I will treat you to a piece of erotica, either my own or from one of my favorite authors. Some weeks, I will be joined by these amazing authors themselves, and you will have the chance to hear them read their own work. This podcast is being supported by my Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash Lori Beth Bisbee. For people who subscribe, you will have access to special interviews with authors and readings and also to special events. So grab your drink of choice, get comfortable, and enjoy a peek into my erotic world. Hey, everybody. So this is um, part two of um, this week, episode three of Dr. Bisbee's erotic library, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee's erotic library. And um, this is being recorded for my Patreon folks, um, for all of my patrons um, about, um, all right, I'm going to do that again because I'm sounding like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, One of the advantages of having this board in front of me. Okay. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is week three of Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee's Erotic Library, and this bit is being recorded for my patrons on Patreon. Um, Today, Lorraine Ansel read us the amazing story, Bella, and I wanted to find out a little bit about what went into you um, starting to write erotica in the first place. Oh, goodness. Um, Probably in my early 20s. I was single and I was working very long hours um, and I kind of didn't really get a chance to date very much because of these long hours and I was traveling quite a lot um, around the world so to amuse myself mostly and just to pass the time and make myself feel a lot better I started writing and Mm -hmm. I realized that I was actually quite good. I'd read a, a few things that I could get hold of. This is, this is early, early beginnings of the internet. So there wasn't a lot of material out there. So I found myself writing books for myself, really, and stories that uh, I could relate to. Um, and, and, I, and I found that I just loved it. I love writing stories. I love writing about real people and real situations and real women, mostly, um, with all all the beauty that they have about them from everything from the cellulite to, uh, I don't know, dandruff and everything in between. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, so you're, um, you're an, a narrator and you narrate erotica fairly frequently. How does, does it inspire you when you, when you're narrating somebody's work to write additional things? I mean, that's the, that's the best part. I started narrating, um, over a decade ago now and it's it's just wonderful and uh, such a privilege to tell someone else's story um and the words um it's quite interesting because when you are narrating you have to narrate and then not try and get lost yourself in the story which is very easily done because a lot of people write some wonderful wonderful erotica um 
but then it goes to inspire me because I see what ideas they've got and I kind of take that as a touch point or I say oh well I didn't have that experience but what what characters can I come up with what have I seen what have I felt what have I experienced that then I can sort of weave into my own stories oh cool so I mean for me I started writing when I was 12 I don't know why I mean I started writing poetry when I was around nine or ten so I've always written and I have diaries from that time which are really funny you know with the they start out with dear diary <laughs> so cute um, <clears throat> I found one the other day and we actually broke the lock because we didn't have a key for it. And it, it had been locked um, since 1978. Um, <gasps> oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, Pandora's yeah. box itself. <laughs> oh my God. Well, so, so much of it is so banal, right? So much of it is so just, you know, dear diary, this boy didn't talk to me today or this girl was me, <laughs> you know. Excuse me. I mean, it's, it's quite embarrassing, some of it, but some of it is really interesting, you know, and it also gives a window into how I was feeling at the time. So one of the things that was really interesting for me in doing that was uh, looking at when I was 15, because that was 1978, and I was really lonely, you know, and I mean, I had people around me, lots of people around me, but I was really lonely. And um, a lot of that loneliness came from um, not... Um, feeling like I was seen or heard. You know, well, I didn't, I didn't have words for that then, but I do now um, because I, I knew I was different. And so I was kept trying to find places where I fit and wasn't really finding those places. So it was, it was really interesting to look at that stuff. But I noticed that um, I tend to write less full-blown characters um, than I do... Um, erotic landscape. So my stories are often in first person and, and often put you right in the middle of it. And um, it, they're, some of them are more scenes than stories, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I've done some stories. I'm just not, um, I suppose I'm not as happy with what comes out when I do that. Um, that's the next project. The next project is to take four or five things that I've got that could be developed into to novellas and to try and do something with that. Um, but um, do you find actually making sure that there's continuity and the characterization works difficult? Yes, it can be hard. And um, I tend to go over the story again and again and try and make sure that both the character and sort of the timelines add up. And the worst thing you want to do is, you know, ripping off her panties and then, you know, a couple of paragraphs again, she took the lace panties off and you're like, wait, hang on, how many, how many has she got on? What's she wearing? Um, wearing it's the layers. same with the character. And it's, it's when you write it and you're in the flow, it's great and, and you can keep going. But then there are moments when you can get stuck and kind of flip flop between who they are because maybe you're not sure on that character. Um, so I was trying to sit down at the beginning and really, really think about the character. And I like, um, asking myself, you know, where do they eat? You know, what kind of clothes do they buy? You know, what music do they listen to? Um, what would their love language be? You know, all of these things to kind of really firm up in my head so I can take that that thread all the way through the story. Um, and that's that's the challenge. That's what I quite enjoy because you've got to stay true to that line. Yeah, I mean, so for me, a lot of my characters are um, people I know. 
Um, and, um, and some of them know that they're in stories and some of them don't, <laughs> which is always fine. Um, but yeah, no, um, if I'm, if I'm writing somebody that I don't actually know or see that I haven't been in and like a couple of my best ones are things that are fantasies rather than realities. Um, I am very careful to try and figure out, you know, would this person do this or not? Um, and, and sort of think about the character in the round as it were, <clears throat> excuse me, but, um, but I don't, but I pretty much write from my own fantasy and my own experience and <clears throat> sorry. Wow. My own fantasy is just an extension of my experience. Yeah. Often. A lot, a lot of times people's fantasies are very different from their experiences. Do you think it's important to, to write from what you know, um, unless you're creating a total fiction where you're, you're writing from something well outside of yourself? I find it easier for me to have real life experience touch points. Um, right. And then I can go and deviate and things like that. It depends how, how it grabs me really at the time and sort of how I felt over the years, my writing has changed. It's, it's, it's matured. Um, it's become much more rounded and I'm sure then again, as I carry on, it again will, will change and deviate. Perhaps it will, it will veer off to, to different avenues. I don't know. Um, but personally, I find it really important to have some connection with a real experience from when then I can launch pad onto something else. Yeah, so do I. Um, and I know, and I know, because I'm going to interview a couple of them on this, and um, a science fiction and fantasy erotic authors who um, I'm curious to find out if there is a real world touch point that they, they work from originally. Um, I also know authors who will talk to you about um, having the characters live in their heads. And when my characters aren't real life ones, they tend to live in my head for a while um, and comment on things that I do and say and stuff. So. It, there's, there's this urge to write rather than um, um, it being something that I have to force myself to do. Do you find it easier if you write on a regular basis? Yes, I've, I've sort of had an ambivalent relationship with writing over um, the years um, where I would set myself time slots in the morning, I would write for an hour and or maybe you know over, over the week or get up early and do some writing and then I went through a period where I said well only if I was grabbed by something would I write um, but given that we are currently in lockdown actually I found myself being much more able to spend time writing and giving myself the space to do that and then I thought if after lockdown I, I very much want to keep that because it's it's so much easier for the ideas and the characters and everything to come through which was quite unexpected really i didn't think that they would but they seem to be happily pouring out of me so yeah how is that how wonderful is that um, and it's one of the things i do um, um a small mastermind on getting your book from its initial stages through to publishing it and um i'm often asked you know what are the tips that you give in terms of writing. And, and for me, it is do something every day. Um, if you're not the kind of person who can keep a habit where you do something every day, then set a time for once a week that would equal the amount of time you would have done if you did a small amount every day. 
but that there, that if you have some sort of routine, if you do more, no problem, but don't do less because having the routine and setting the space and sitting down and just being in the space often will bring that inspiration or allow you to open the door um, to what you may need to close in the rest of your life. But um, different people do it differently and I've done it differently over the time. That's what got me over the hurdle of, of, of when writing erotic memoir of making sure that I actually finished it. Um, so yeah, it's always interesting to me how people work their process as it were. Final question. Do you, are you comfortable when people you know and love read your work? Yes. Um, um, quite a few of my narrators who are also my friends have read it um, and they've read them professionally, which is, is wonderful. And it's, it's really thrilling to have somebody else read your work and you hear their voice with your words as well. That's just, that's just like, oh, I don't know, icing on top of the cake. Um, and uh, I've had a lot of people that I love read them and they really enjoy them. Um, and I find actually as a writer, it's helpful. Sometimes I like to write for someone. I like to have sort of someone that I'm thinking that would really appreciate that genre of story or that character um, or that particular joke or phrase or turn of, of phrase that I, add in um and and sort of that's that's the anticipation it's like will they like this will they enjoy it will they enjoy it as much as i enjoyed writing it for them sort of thing so it's 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 not just the writing process which is exciting it's also then giving it to somebody else and you find their excitement reflecting back on you as well yeah i mean for me i um, i always write for someone Always. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what it is. If I'm writing um, a story, if I'm writing a scene, it's always for someone. And, and that, that's why when I, um, when I um, first begin a relationship, I am absolutely prolific. You know, part of new relationship energy for me is writing a ton of stuff. Um, and I do keep it up on and off throughout a relationship. But like in a long-term relationship, you won't see something written every day or written every week or, you know, but seriously when i first start a relationship there's a copious amount of erotica that gets written um then i might keep up a journal or something like that but you know what i mean it slows down so yeah i'm always writing for someone always with someone in mind um and and then um hope that the, that person reflects an audience right because if yeah. they don't i'm in i'm in trouble i'm not going to be able to do anything with it other than provide it to them but for years i didn't even think about publishing anything you know, I've published nonfiction and, um, um, and that's something I do regularly and I don't, you know, that's just a thing I do. Um, but I never really thought about publishing the, um, the erotica that I wrote. Um, I did a self-published book um, in 2011, I think it was. Um, but it was a small volume and I didn't publicize it. You know, I did it under a pseudonym. I never thought I would put something out. And then of course this year I decided that um, I would do the erotic, finish the erotic memoir and put it out. So now I've got it out in public. I've kind of got to follow that up. So it's a little bit scary. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great book. I've read it and yeah, I would highly recommend reading it. Oh, thank you. 
Uh, I love that. Um, I love when people read it. I, I, I love to find out what people think about it. And it is a wholly different experience, isn't it? And I know you've had this experience of actually publishing something versus just sharing it amongst in like a special edition with your friends. It's because people take, take your words and they take your message and they hear it the way they hear it and they make it their own yeah. and they run with it. And sometimes it has no bearing on where you thought it was going, right? <laughs> I've had people not be clear about the gender of a character of mine because sometimes I am unclear quite deliberately. And it's always interesting to see how they read the person. Yes. That's quite, that's quite the, that's also the, quite the fun part I quite enjoy because essentially, you know, it's out there, it's your creation, you've let go of it. And, and, and then people create their own creation with your creation and, and they, they turn it into whatever comes to their mind. And that's, that's also quite interesting. Yeah, no, and, and you know, I, and I may do this eventually. There are some um, works that I, I totally adore. I'm the biggest fangirl around. And sometimes um, series of books will produce fan fiction. And I, I mean, fan fiction is great too. So you get everybody else's stories and takes on the bits that the original author didn't write or may never write or chose not to write, which I find really amazing um and i've thought maybe that i would you know try my hand at a piece of fan fiction i think that's really um it's really the ultimate tribute but that for somebody who's writing it is probably really the, the scariest thing because you, you don't want to insult the author that you're you know completely enamored of otherwise you wouldn't write the fan fiction <laughs> yeah. well thank you so much for joining me this has been grand um i will um have this up on patreon once the week three episode goes up um and guys look forward to week four next week i cannot tell you who it's going to be at this point because i haven't figured out the lineup but i do have um a dozen authors that are quite happy to read at this point so there's going to be a lot of stuff we're not going to stop this podcast anytime soon so if you've got an idea please give it to me. And those of you on Patreon who are listening to this and maybe even watching this, depending on how well the video came out, um, you um, have the opportunity to decide where some of this stuff goes. So please, ideas are welcome. And please, if you've got an author, let me know. See y'all soon. Have a wonderful, hot and sexy week. Thanks for joining me on this erotic adventure. Join me again next week for more exciting erotica. Visit my websites, drlauriebethbisbee.com and drlauriebethbisbee.press for more information about what I'm doing and what services are available. Check out my weekly internet radio show, The A to Z of Sex, on the Health and Wellness Channel, voiceamerica.com, Thursdays at 11 a.m. PST, 2 p.m. EST, 7 p.m. BST, and that's a live show. If you've got suggestions for this show or authors you'd like to hear, email me at lauribeth at drlauribethbisbee.press. Have a great week.
Cause baby.